there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how are we? Good. Also good. We're in, we're in the middle of lockdown. This is halfway. Yeah, we're halfway. Yep. Oh, proud of us. Lockdown 2.0, right? Yeah. So, how are you coping? Up and down. Yeah, getting a bit like that. That's good. Uh, is it? <laughs> how, about, how about you uh cam how are you going yeah i'm going well i've just been uh looking at uh the QAnon protests that are happening around the world as we record this and some of them are getting a little hectic what are they protesting that they exist that the, they're a real thing or the, we need to save the children all oh, right but uh this episode is not going to be a QAnon podcast uh sorry salty Thank Christ. <laughs> because uh, conspiracies are just the news, we thought we might go back a little bit in time to something a little more lighthearted and talk about autopsies. This is a bloody classic. This is a, it's the 25th anniversary of this. Did you know this? Yeah. Specifically, we're going to talk about the alien autopsy. Yeah. There's only one, really. Well, they actually allegedly shot three, but there's, you know, same, same scenario. So, yeah, the famous alien autopsy video. So, do you, what's your memory of this growing up? Uh, my memory of it is just, I, I mean, I must have been in high school. And I remember, see, I remember the grainy photo of the the alien Yep. being like, I mean, I don't even know where I would have seen it because it's not like I was like, all over the internet in 95. No, but didn't they broadcast the, like the Fox show on TV here? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember seeing the TV show. Is this the one with Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. that yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That went out. <clears throat> I don't know if we have, if in Australia, maybe we did some sort of repackaged version of it. I sort of vaguely recall maybe having seen some of it on TV at some point in the mid nineties. Mm. But I don't really remember it that well. It would have been, my memory is that it definitely was big news. Mm. Like, it would have been covered on the 
you know, the six o'clock news or whatever, I reckon. And if not like a, a 60 minutes or something like that. I, and that's kind of my memory of seeing it. And I, part of me thinks I watched the whole thing. I would have been, Oh yeah, I would have been old enough to like take it all in at a 12 year old. Hmm. I'm wondering if maybe I would have seen the photo on the cover of like a, uh, one of those sort of world weekly news type uh, devil baby found in the Himalayas. Yeah. Rags from the UK at a news agent somewhere. Yeah. I'm trying, like, I find it, it's hard to think back to pre internet days and where I actually got any information from. I, I mean, that, that photo was pretty ubiquitous in terms of. We would have seen it so much, you know, in the last twenty years. Mm. It just would have absorbed into our into our knowledge. Yeah, I, I do remember discussing it with, say, like my dad and stuff. So, <laughs> what did your dad reckon? I, I can't Robinson remember. I just kind of vaguely remember there was, you know, conversation. I'm, I'm, I imagine he would have been a very skeptic and said it was all fake, but also would have been into watching it. Right. Yeah, son. Don't worry about fill up your, filling up your head with this rubbish. It's th- this isn't going to help us out on the docks. Sorry, hang on. I'm just getting, I'm getting some interference here. I think it's my dad calling me. <laughs> Do you guys? I've got Bluetooth on. Maybe that's interfering. Anyway, carry on. I'll that ignore that. Punch perfect impression. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. That was all over the place. Um, yeah. So, Mister Robertson, maybe not a big fan. Yeah, look, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I mean, Dad, and he certainly would be the kind of guy that would in- entertain the the fun of it and enjoy the fun of it, but I, I can't imagine. And, you know, like father, like son, really. Mm. It's kind of the premise for this podcast, right? Is it? Is it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like father, like son. Wouldn't know, mate. Uh, oh, sorry, Salty. <laughs> sorry, enough about Salty's deadbeat dad. <laughs> Let's get back to the alien autopsy. Uh, what 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 was this video? Okay, so um, a bloke called Santilli. Yep, Ray Santilli. Ray Santilli. So apparently he was uh, having a yarn to some military mates he knew, um, trying to uncover some footage of Elvis. Why did the military have footage of Elvis? Well, Elvis was in the army. Famously in the oh, oh, yeah, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm assuming he was like, hey, Elvis was in the army famously. Yeah. Um, you, you guys must him. have some bloody stock footage of him armying around, right? Because he was like a famous bloke. No, that's fair enough. I was still very much in conspiratorial mind where I was like, <laughs> oh, so he's like trying to work out the army's got footage of Elvis after he's died. Yeah. So one of the things that this race Antilly guy does is make a lot of documentaries about musicians uh and i think he just must go around finding footage and trying to buy old footage and you know piecing it together to make a documentary because he's done like a dozen elvis ones over the years right any cooked elvis is still alive ones no just they just seem to be footage that he's found and, and repackaged by the look of it and he's done a couple of jimmy hendrix ones uh and he's Either the producer or director, or he's involved in, in many of them. Um, the Jimmy, one of the reviews I read of the Jimi Hendrix one was just like, "This is garbage. This is just trash. This right. is awful. Not even a documentary." So, uh, yeah, I think that, but that's kind of a shtick. So Ray Santilli is talking to some guys he knows in the military. He's like, "Have you got any post-death Elvis footage? Doing like a deep state USO show?" Yeah, and they say we don't, but 
What did they have, Salty? Well, they just happened to have a bit of bloody footage of aliens getting chopped up. How did that com- come up in conversation, though? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, did, I don't actually know what... Was he... Was he talking to his guy and he's like, look, I don't have any Elvis footage, but I've got something else that you'll like. Yeah. Or did he just get given a whole bunch of film reels and he's like, oh, I'll just go through, maybe there's some Elvis gear in here. And he'll, oh, he's just going through, running them through his projector. And he's going, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> well, I mean, it, just, it was a retired military cameraman who gave it to him. So I feel like, if, if they're talking and saying, hey, you know, I want this Alpha stuff, and the guy's like, you make documentaries, I'll show you something. Yeah. You want to see something? You, forget that Elvis thing. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> Got this alien stuff instead. Yeah, because I think the idea is that this is footage that was shot by a cameraman that was never, like, ingested into the US military's files. Right. Like, this was footage he took and then kept to himself for all of these years. But there's there's multiple parts of the footage as well because there's there's debris footage that aired, which I think has different cameramen involved. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's there's three videos. Is this right? Yep. There's the debris footage. There's the the tent footage, and then there's the autopsy video. Yes. Right. And there are two alien dummies or aliens. There's two aliens, Robo. Let's at least maintain. Yeah, let's not say it's fake until the end. <laughs> for right. a little bit, this is a, this is our promise to ourselves that we'd stop doing that. Of course, it's fake. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Ray Santilli he gets this footage, and then what does he do with it? He uh, releases it, makes a little documentary. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you read anything about how the the documentary got made? No, um, and I guess the, the thing is, he's just that's the kind of thing he did was release these kind of TV documentaries. As in, sorry, how it allegedly got made or the real story? The real story. Oh, as in, like, how they faked it? No, 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 the real story of how it got on TV. So I thought I found this interview in like a UFO magazine with the producer from Fox. Mm. And it, this interview was taking this really weird position because i think they were like trying to do some sort of weird pre-social media lobbying for fox to do like another edition of the alien autopsy docos where they'd reveal the truth and fox were like nah we're happy with the ratings of the ones where we said it was all true we don't need to do another one (laughs) that makes us look bad uh but according to this producer uh ray santilli was like shopping this around Europe somehow he had this investor involved whose name was uh, like Volkheim Spielberg, <laughs> but I think he was just going around and being like, "Yes, yeah, Spielberg's involved," <laughs> <laughs> and that create that actually created a lot of hype, right? And then in the end, he's like, "Ah, oh, so this is a uh, Volkheim Spielberg," and they're like, "Oh, okay," but they were in too deep by that point. But uh, yeah, this producer. Was he wrote in or he said in this interview that like he met with Santilli and he met with Spielberg, and one of the things that Spielberg said to him was like, you know, this this could be fake, and he was like, oh yeah, and he's like, and then Spielberg was like, you know what else could be fake? 
the Holocaust. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the sort of red flag where you'd be like, let's just get out of this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of weird characters sort of involved. Yeah, there's so, I mean, other than Ray Santilli, the other main character in all this was, uh, what's his name? John Humphreys. Gary Shufield. Oh. Who's John Humphreys? Oh, John Humphreys was the guy that. The sculptor. Built- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was th- also a guy from the Trogs. Remember that band? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that I- on an interview and it was, it was too late for me to look it up further. Wild think- Thing. They did Wild Thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Wild Thing guy might have been part of like an unintentional actor within the hyping app of this thing. Right. right, like, and he had probably got it from Santilli that there was this thing. He was going around telling people about it, and that's how it sort of s- started spreading. Yeah. So it gets onto Fox in the US, blows up. They hear it twice, uh, and then it won its time slot with eleven million viewers on the second viewing. So people are keen. People are interested. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I read a thing saying it was sort of released at a time when people were going nuts for all sorts of, like, explosive things like the Unabomber Manifesto and all sorts of, like, crazy stuff was out at the time. Yeah. Like, I remember that time of kind of – it was internet starting off then or it was kind of pre-internet, but information was easily – spread easily, easily mm. but also not verified easily. Yeah, this thing I read is it says, um, yeah, it dropped when population was primed for paranoia. Pop culture was full of paranormal stuff. There was the um, Oklahoma City bombing that year uh, and, yeah, the manifesto. So, people were, like, on edge because there was heaps of crazy shit going on in the world and everyone was talking about weird stuff. And here comes bloody Santilli. Waco was 93, so a couple of years before. So, like, yeah, mm. all that stuff was happening. Yeah. So, w- what does the video purport to show, we should probably say? Uh, it's an alien or aliens being autopsied. It's pretty self-descript- <laughs> self-descriptive in the name. Yeah. Efficient, <laughs> efficient naming, which, you know, is always a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah, there's there's an alien. I guess the, the, the main crux of it is the alien on the table. Uh, it's got a big bloated belly and they just slice on in and rip stuff out. Mm. Yeah. As, so, as autopsies go, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we just both watched it, Miff, a uh, very long film set in Ukraine uh, that features a number of, I think, fairly accurate autopsy scenes. Mm. And I couldn't help but feel as I watched them do a fairly accurate autopsy on a human person that they were taking a lot more care and doing a lot more noting of things than they seem to do in the alien autopsy, which, you know, it's this is the only time they've ever autopsied an alien. Mm. So you think they might take a little bit of time with it, but they're just sort of getting in there, ripping stuff out. Yeah, peeling up skin and sawing off the top of its head. And, <laughs> and like, making no notes. Yeah. I mean, someone could be off, like, they could be narrating their notes to someone off screen. This is true. But yeah, it, it didn't seem very scientific. But you know, the forties—they're probably playing it pretty fast and loose, right? I saw um in one of these debunking uh, 
documentaries about it. They interviewed a surgeon. He's like, yeah, no, they're not very good surgeons. And then he was like, and they're not very good actors either. It's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a guy that was that said that they were holding their scissors like a tailor rather than a surgeon? <laughs> it's like. You can. Th- that's a valid criticism to make, but you can, you don't know what a good actor is. Yeah, you don't know what they think their motivations are. You know what painful memories they're drawing upon to get a tear out. You don't know. Yeah, you stick to surgery. Behind that radioactive uh, suit that the guy's wearing, encasing his whole body and like making his face completely not visible, he could be a rage of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you, uh, did you, did, I couldn't find the actual full version online at the moment. No, I couldn't either. I, you, I would have to pay and I wasn't going to pay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. How much of it have you actually seen now? Of I've the seen, doco or just the footage? Uh, both. I, I think I, I've I, seen most of the footage. Yeah. I, I, I sort of breezed through the, all the footage. Uh, what, did, what did you think? Like, if you were, say, you know, a few years ago, would if you I was, th- th- think it was genuine? If 16-year-old me was seeing it in 95, I probably would have been pretty, like, amazed by it, I reckon. I would have been like, oh, fuck, this looks sick. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether I would have thought it was real or not. I can't, I don't re- I really don't remember... When I was 16, whether or not I was, like, full blast into thinking aliens were real or anything, I was just too busy listening to, like, really sick metal albums that come out that year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I would have, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to hard to think of myself outside of metal when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the best metal release of 1995? Oh, mate, all the best metal albums come out 94, 95, 96. Just throw a stone and you'll hit one. There you go. Golden period for metal, which is, I guess, coincidentally, as we talked about, the golden period for conspiracy and information spreading. Yeah. Metal just slides right into that, doesn't it? It does. There was probably a metal album that come out in 95 about it. That's when Fear Factory's album Demanufacture come out, which is like so good. So the this we mentioned there's the three videos. There's the, the, the main autopsy, then there's the tent video. Uh what did you make of that? What's the tent video? That's like the really dark grainy autopsy. So that was supposedly filmed in a tent. Right. And yeah, they're just sort of Getting it again, they're sort of getting in there and pulling bits out. Uh, and there's a shadowy figure in a coat in the foreground who's supposed to be the president, right? <laughs> I think the idea is that that's like shot at Roswell at the crash site, and then that they've later taken a body to a, a secondary location where they've been able to do a much more well lit video, right? And there's also that debris video where you see like their the control system from the ship, which has these six-fingered control pads. Right. And I saw uh, this producer was saying, you know, I looked at the video and the, they show this control pad that has six fingers. 
And it's like, well, and the alien in the autopsy video has six fingers, so that added up. <laughs> <laughs> That's just basic math. That is the most basic math you can do, really. Yeah. What did you make of the? Did you see this control pad? No, I saw them hold up a couple of bits of that just look like angular bits of aluminium, but like I don't, I don't remember seeing that. It's like it's sort of weird because it's like a, a handprint right. in whatever material it is. It's like is that how you would have your control scheme for the ship? I know that you know, obviously they've come to technology on a different route to us, but obviously not too far off. Mm. But, you know, we have buttons and levers and things. And this just seemed like, well, it seemed like someone had made a cast of the alien hand that they used on the autopsy. Uh, but, like, why would you have your control system requiring you to have both of your hands fully on a panel? Because if someone is trying to... Um coerce you into doing it, you know, you're in a scuffle and they're like, you need to open the door. No, this is all an alien language. Uh, you need to open the door. No. And then like they could force your hand on. It's much harder to do that with two hands. It's a security measure. But I think this was also for flying the ship. Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, see, I guess sci-fi has taken that sort of, um, mechanic because there is quite a lot of things in sci-fi where when someone sits down to pilot the ship they put both their hands on things and like use it to navigate Mm. what if that's come from this how many hands do you imagine the pilot flying a plane is using i imagine them using both hands Mm. but i also imagine them like not having their hands on the wheel the whole time and we don't know that he could use that to start it like mm. that's the key, his hands, and then or she, and then stands up and goes and makes a coffee while the autopilot while, kicks. Yeah, in. while they're cruising along. Yeah, maybe. You know, in uh, on the movie Total Recall, when they find the alien artifact under the surface of Mars. That's what I've been picturing this whole time. Yeah, I'm trying to work out what that picture in my head was. It's from that. Yeah. Yeah, and they, it's like a mold of the alien hand that you have to put in there to turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, granted, it is only one hand, so the other hand is free to be doing whatever else it wants to be doing. Also, what if your hands are bigger than the aliens? Like, what if you're another alien with bigger hands? Well, I guess they're bloody custom ships. Yeah. Like, you know what they say about aliens with big hands? They, they, can't, can't. Pi- they can't pilot the ships. <laughs> <laughs> the hands don't fit in the controls. They're stuck in the uh, alien men- menial labor task. Everyone else gets to pilot ships. Yep. So, yeah, movie this comes out and looks what it been looks looks pretty good, convincing enough for people to like be interested in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we all just go about our lives. Yeah, it didn't seem to have a huge impact, despite being like such a uh, a groundbreaking discovery. Yeah. Is that just because people just kind of knew, like, I don't know, it's fake. I'm not going to really expend that much energy on it. Yeah, I think so. Surely, right? Uh, but a Like, a lot of people did believe in it, though. Like, people still believe it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll come to that soon. Uh, so, I remember reading a thing about some bloke who, um, let me see if I can quickly find it. There was uh, some guy who's been 
studying the film for 14 years. It's like, is there really 14 years worth of gear? How it how it kind of was finally revealed to be a hoax. Did you guys come across, or did you read up on this? Uh, why don't you tell us what you found, and we'll see if it's the same thing. So there was this, uh, this is a Irish investigator who has a TV show called uh, Eamon Investigates. Yeah. And he did a this, an episode about this. So there was a movie coming out in 2006 that's kind of like a, you know, a, a retelling of, of how it all happened uh, by two comedians, Ant and Dick, which uh, I think is a UK comedic duo. Yeah. So Race and Tilly and all the people involved were English. Yeah. So this sort of like the Hamish and Andy of the UK. Of the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in the lead up to this, to this movie coming out, uh, Amon investigates, does an episode on the, the people that did it. And he goes and interviews them and films it and they, they go through it all. And during this, uh, you know, this, this, investigation they all kind of admit or they would admit that yeah it was faked mm. but they were saying it wasn't faked it was um one of them ray santilli's line was it's not fake we um we re what was the word he used recreated no not even recreated like um restored oh we restored the footage and they're like, "What do you do to restore it?" And like, "Oh, we shot a, <laughs> we shot, new we shot a new yeah. one." <laughs> but but there's still some of the original footage in there. Yeah, but so that makes say, it a restoration. He but couldn't say the, which bit was the original. Yeah, they asked him. And he's like, "Okay, so we're watching it. What's the real stuff?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't really know." <laughs> they recreated it so well. Yeah, and then then when they're watching it, they're all in this kind of cinema, and it's like the three guys, three of the guys involved in making it, and the uh, Amon, and he's like, so. They're like, oh no, this bit, this bit's real. You can see it's kind of grainy. Okay, back to fake now. <laughs> and then every time you see a white light, you'll see footage in there. Like you might not be able to see it, but it's that's real. And yeah, they're just kind of making it up on the spot. Yeah. So he he said that he'd seen the footage in 1992. Yep. This real footage. I think this is the, the, back to the story about you know the military cameraman, and then. The footage was too degraded. I think he'd been going, maybe he'd been going around promising this footage to people. Hmm. And then when it came time to like put it on video, it was too degraded. And so they're like, we've got to recreate what I saw. But they weren't like recreating it shot for shot or anything. They were just sort of refilming what he remembered. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how, and I guess one of the things he also added and his small admissions of uh, hoaxery was the six-finger panel. He said, oh, yeah, okay, that fair enough. That was – I just kind of made that one up for fun. Yep. <laughs> but everything else is it how it happened. So you're right, Cam. There's no way they would ever have a six-finger control panel like that. Yeah. <laughs> Even the guy who claims it's real admits that one's fake. <laughs> so they – this was filmed in a flat in Camden Town, London. Right. Uh, and – Basically, this the Humphreys guy was employed to construct two dummy alien bodies, and he used uh, sheep brains set in raspberry jam, chicken entrails, and knuckle joints. And this is this is from Wikipedia, uh, obtained from SC Crosby Wholesale Butchers Smithfield. Right, which is kind of cool that like you could do a you know how people do Jack the Ripper tours, mm. yeah, but they're kind of short because he only killed five people. Yeah, you could chuck on a Alien autopsy is a double feature, and then you've got a whole day of, you know. Yeah, you go to Camden Town Market. Yeah, 
which is a great market in London. Yeah. Head down to the butchers at that pl- other place. Yeah. Get a bit of bloody Scotch sausage, black pudding or something. You got a good day out. Yeah. Oh, mate. So the, um, so can- Amon goes and visits <laughs> the actual butcher. Right. Trevor the butcher. Cam, did you watch this? No. It's quite funny. It's quite like, huh. So he goes, this is 11 years after the fact. Uh, maybe even longer because it, it was released in 95, but it was filmed earlier. He goes up and this is how we, you know, obviously they've told the butcher they're going to be there and talking to him about it. Uh, but he's like, you know, hey, 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 Trevor the butcher. Uh, have you heard of John Humphreys? And Trevor's like, yeah, he's a right old character. Used to come in and buy lots of bones, awful. Said he was going to make an alien. <laughs> he said, what I want is to make an alien. I used to think he was making it up. I was like, that's what? <laughs> why, did he, why did you know this person's name? And why did he come in and say, I want to make an alien? <laughs> My name's John Humphreys. Crazy old John Humphreys, the alien bloke. And then, so the investigator asked him, did you ever sell him any lamb, like a joint of lamb? And he's like, yeah, I'll show you. And he gets some lamb. He's like, what he did was he got these and he stapled them together and he's like making an arm <laughs> bone. This Trevor the Butcher knows way too much about this. Well, I saw in one thing, I don't, I'm not sure if this was in the Amon one, but apparently one of the people in the video is a butcher. Okay. In one, in one of the alien autopsy videos, one of the guys is just the butcher that, that was involved. Oh, so maybe he got, he was more involved and let on and yeah. what we knew. But yeah, Trevor the Butcher knows just a scary amount of recall on this whole scenario. He's just trying to like up his profile for when the, the bloody alien autopsy tours start. He should make, like he knows what goes into it. So he could yeah. make his own ones. Yeah. He could do alien autopsy sausages. Yeah. Yeah. With a bit of lamb. You slice, slice open the pig carcass yeah. that he's constructed to look like an alien. There's sausages in the middle. You got a little feed. Yeah. A little lamb and pork mix sausage. Beautiful. Sounds yeah. pretty good to me. Little alien-shaped uh, Scotch sausage patties. You love the Scotch sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had it? <laughs> no. What it's is the it? It's best, man. It's like a sausage meat, but it's square and flat, like not in a casing. Right. It's like, yeah. I've had it uh, on, on like a sandwich. Yeah. It's bloody good. Some spices. So, do you want to hear about the, this Gary Shufield we mentioned earlier? So, the, yeah. the two main players, are the Ray Santelli, who does the documentaries, and Gary Shufield. Um, Gary Shufield, according to Wikipedia, collaborated with the FAB group, which had a few hits sampling movie dialogues to electronic music. Nice. Uh, the, what hits the, did they have? Well, the biggest one, and I remember this, was Thunderbirds Ago. Right. So, it was kind of an early, like, electronic remix of Thunderbirds Ago with Thunderbirds quotes. Do we have a little few bars from you, Robbo? Uh, it was all just quotes from Thunderbirds, so. Well, what was the music like? Like, Thunderbirds are go, I'm the torpedo, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Not from that, but I remember. <laughs> yeah, I watched it and I was like, oh, this, 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 I've got some memory recall of this. Uh, but now Gary Shufield's kind of kept his career in entertainment going, and he's recently started making uh, a hologram company, right? Where he is doing um, hologram. You know, you've seen rappers and stuff as holograms. Yeah. At a Tupac at the Coachella one year. Yeah. 
So he's doing uh, Roy Orbison, I think, is the one he's shopping around. Right. And he's uh, wants to, I think he's got a Whitney Houston one in the works. So, yeah, he's kind of transitioned his special effects career into doing creepy, creepy hologram yeah. things. Cause I, and I, cause I listened to this podcast with him, and it was like a, one of those two-hour podcasts. So I was skipping through, and he was talking about holograms that I, I had to go back and find out where he started. And uh, the, the people on this podcast were like, you know who you should really do? Nat King Cole. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> so, uh, who, no, are what? These, who are these people? Who's told him to do a Roy Orbison hologram? <laughs> Is the Roy Army really uh, calling out for this? Oh, I think you could do it in Vegas and people would be into it. It's- Maybe he's like starting up, getting ready to do like the hologram Wilburys. <laughs> and he's like, well, there's a couple of them that I've got that I could probably start getting together. Bloody get an Orbison happening, get a uh, George Harrison happening. He's done a Roy Orbison and Buddy Holly one. Right. And I watched some of the Buddy Holly one because they're doing a tour of it. This is in 2019, the footage is from. Right. Rock and Roll Dream Tour as well, audience and audiences in Los Angeles. And uh, the Buddy Holly one was interesting because Buddy Holly doesn't really move a lot. Mm. You know, that era of rock and roll, they weren't really like, you know, stage diving or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's quite easy to do a hologram of a Buddy Holly because he's just in the one place. So it's going to be trickier when you get into a Janet Jackson, for example. Right. He's moving around a bit. Yeah. That's going to test the hologram technology. Uh, And his son was in JoJo. Janet Jackson's still alive, though, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Whitney Houston. Sorry. (laughs) I was listening to Janet Jackson yesterday. She's in my mind, but it was Whitney Houston. Right. And his son was in JoJo Rabbit. The uh, the recent movie. Who who was he? Can't remember. I didn't I didn't get that far into it. Right. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. Deep research. Uh, do the holograms connect to the alien autopsy at all? No, it's just that was the guy that made it. <laughs> all right. Uh, did you come across Elliot Willis? I did no. not. So can I can I just also point out? Robbo made a big deal about having butter hologram in his name today. Yeah. So I thought make a big I, deal out of it. I thought he was gonna. What? Well, when I say big deal, you made sure that you pointed out to us that that was in your name on the little recording today. Yeah. So I thought for sure you were going to tie it back and say that it was a all a hologram. Yeah, but I remember when you guys got excited when I pointed out my name. You're like, "Whoa, we've got some good gear!" And then I was like, "Oh wait, don't get too excited. I've realised what it sounds like. It's going to be, and it's not." Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Willis, I. I think this might have been maybe a competing expose with uh, the one you were talking about. I saw like a little doco where he was a guy that worked at a company called AK Music. And he says uh, Ray Santilli asked him to film the alien autopsy. And so he and some mates went out and filmed the, the tent footage. And so apparently the guy who's supposed to be the president is just like the guy that owned the barn where they shot it, and he's one of the scientists, and uh, the other guy is the butcher, I think. And, yeah, they are uh, just like we just filmed it. Uh, it's like a polystyrene head. Uh, the son of one of the people is, like, inside the alien suit. Okay. <laughs> with the, and there's sort of a bulge under a sheet, and that's, like, their head because their head's sort of, like, bent around. So that the polystyrene head is on top of them. It's like, wait, why did there have to be anyone inside anything? 
the weird thing is when you search for his name, there's like 40 results. There's not a lot out there, but he does seem in like the producer interview I read, he's mentioned and he's, you know, he's in this like little, you know, the truth about the alien autopsy revealed, but he doesn't seem to be that much online. So you mentioned that you found some people who still believe this is real. We've got the guy that's been studying it for 14 years. So there's a, a Facebook group called Alien Autopsy Analysis. And the the guy that's kind of driving it is Colin Wolford. So he uh, is of the opinion that the uh, alien autopsy and debris footage are genuine. And, but he says it doesn't come from the Roswell crash as it comes from another crash which happened uh, nearby Roswell in um, Nogal Canyon, May 31st, 1947, as per the original uh, cameraman's statement. And he believes there's a conspiracy to conceal the truth. So, like, the the people that released it are now, you know, being told to shut up. Hey, tell everyone it was a hoax or else. Uh, tell everyone it was a hoax 11 years after everyone forgot about it or else. <laughs> And part of the reason is there's no B-roll footage. So there's another guy involved, Spiros someone, I can't remember his last name. And he kind of owns the copyright to some of the other footage. I think the debris footage is his. And him and the original guy have some sort of beef. I couldn't work out what that the problem was. But but because this guy, Spiros, has never there's never we've never seen any outtakes or B-roll from the debris footage, that's sort of evidence that you know, it must have happened because in every every film shoot there's B-roll and outtakes. Of course. But he also points out and calls into question the so-called butcher, Trevor. Uh, so Trevor was named as apparently Trevor Chelsea as his last name, and they call him Chels. But another time, old Trev says they call him Chels because he loves Chelsea football team. Right. Oh, and story's not adding up. Yeah. Uh, so, and then suddenly, like this, you know, secretive project they're doing to do a big fraud. Oh, they're just letting their butcher in on it. Oh, Trev's Trev's suddenly in on it, and you couldn't if you Google Trev online, not much information about him at all. Yeah, well, he's just a butcher. <laughs> Been there for so long. Apparently, worked there for X amount of years. Wasn't on the butchery website. Oh. 11, or what is it now, 20 years after the fact. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't the only one to notice some curiosities about the butcher story. Uh, what other sort of analysis are they doing in the uh, alien autopsy analysis group? Look, not a lot. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of stuff, and that, that's kind of the problem with this Facebook group. It's, it's like three posts a day of different alien stuff. It's, it's very active, and I couldn't – I was trying to drill down into – what Colin's main argument was. And I even, you know, tuned in some um, live streams that he did with people. And he talks a lot about it, but doesn't really say what his theory is. Like, you know, he's not saying the CIA told them to cover it up and here's how they did it. And and if he is, I couldn't find it. He, um, he's done some interviews recently with Gary Shufield, the hologram guy, but, um, and this is his quote from the Facebook. He had issues where he couldn't transfer voice memos to Facebook directly. So in the end, he decided to use another voice to record it and upload it here. Uh, 
So the the footage is him videoing a mobile phone. <laughs> um, and the mobile phone's on a Yoda doll. <laughs> it's like a cradle. And that's the interview. So the audio is just awful. You can't hear much at all. It's painful to listen to. Oh. And then he says, I really messed up the first 20 minutes as I was wearing my headphones so you can't hear Gary's replies. These are my... Those are my least favourite sort of conspiracy videos. Like, there seems to be this real cohort of people that don't know how to get things from their phone onto the internet, even though their phone is on the internet. Yeah, it was a very modern phone. Like, it, I didn't look at the number, but I, you could get your audio onto the internet very easily. <laughs> it's probably already up there in the cloud somehow. Um, yeah, and I guess that, that was kind of the frustrating thing about this this page. It was... It's kind of indicative of how the information is presented just badly and a lot of it, but I don't know what it was supposed to be telling me. Um, Speaking of analysis, I was reading that apparently before Fox ran it, they got Kodak or someone at Kodak to do analysis on the film. Yes. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely from 1927, 1947 or 1967. Yeah, so Colin Wolford... uh, actually talked about that and he's the guy that's trying to verify that it's you know claims that it's true yeah but he's his version of that is ray santilli rang kodak and described to them what was on the on the sides of the, the little markings yeah and they're like and that, oh, yeah, that, that, that could be from these years yeah that's how they verified it so i don't know if come up with a better verification story yeah but it's like also like did has anyone actually done any analysis of like the film grain Animation because they've put like film grain over it, so it looks like it's uh, yeah, an old timey film. But I'm guessing that uh, it's probably just repeats, right? (laughs) It's not going to be random like real film grain, yeah. No, I haven't actually, yeah. It's a good question. I I guess no one thought to go that deep in it because it's fake, (laughs) (laughs) like you know, it's the people that are. Are trying to show that it's real are the ones trying to come up Do with the deep analysis. Yeah, so they're not going to mention the they're not going to mention the film grain. Yeah, from the other perspective, you do have a guy who was saying I put the film grain on the video, so yes. you don't really need to go into that much detail. Uh, one someone debunking it was a doctor. I can't remember their name, but in this um, autopsy analysis Facebook group, someone replied to that debunking and said. Doctors only call themselves doctors for two reasons. One, they're legitimate doctors and need the credential to say what they really are. Two, the other so-called doctors are using the credential to hype themselves and do all manner of things unfitting to actual doctors. So only two reasons. One, they're a doctor. The other, they're lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the one th- bit where I felt like they really committed to the bit was... Uh, the, I think Fox really wanted to, like, speak to the cameraman who'd provided the footage, and they wouldn't, uh, obviously couldn't let them speak to him because he didn't exist. Mm. But they went out and, like, filmed some random homeless guy in LA <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a motel room. And I was like, that's sort of genius because, like, they're never going to be able to find this guy and confirm anything. Yeah, there was some, like... <laughs> That guy Colin Wolford was talking about that, and I was like, him or Ray Santelli, someone must have been Ray, saying like that that was the best day that homeless guy had ever had because he got a bloody got to clean himself up and got yeah, got some food out of it. 
which is pretty patronizing. Uh, yeah. So well, what do we reckon? <laughs> what do you? What have we got on this? Uh, Real fake? Yeah. No, I. I think definitely fake. Yeah. I do like it. I didn't realize it was a British fakery until starting to look into it. And I, I like how, like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Only Fools and Horses or uh, Steptoe and Son, those kind of, you know, British, um, what do you call them, con men, low-rent con men. Yeah, yep. spivs, chances. Yeah. yeah, and, like, the the kind of thing they would do on Only Fools and Horses is film it in a flat, pop down to the butchers, get, get some meat. <laughs> And then you know this, like this one, finally you know paid off for them. Yeah, they tricked the, some dumb yanks into going along with it. Yeah, interesting no, I, though. It's a I those kind like I like how these kinds of things have been tried to re been done again. You know, over the years, there was one about I can't remember what it was. And we'll probably have to look into it another time of footage of a house and aliens um, around the house or outside, and that was another one of those. You know, we found this footage and it's been aired as, you know, a, a genuine story of aliens. Uh, you know, and that genre of, of thing is a fun genre. Yeah, I think my probably my favourite part was them hyping it up with Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> and then the reveal that it's just some guy called Spielberg. It reminded me of, like, uh, Bill Murray signing up to do the Garfield movie because he was told uh, it was like a Cohen, it was like Joel Cohen. Mm. And he was like, "Oh, from the Cohen brothers," and they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> he's got brothers." Yeah, the names spelt completely differently. <laughs> but, <laughs> nah, it was, it's a good. It is a fun little tale of some spivs uh, getting away with it. I did get away with it. Good on them. Yeah, it's great that it's still going. Uh, and you know, even in the lead up to the twenty fifth anniversary, the Facebook page and support of it is still very active so hey gotta give them credit for that well that's the alien autopsy robo where can people find us online you can get me at ale of a time um ale of a time.com all of that salty uh at saltmarsh on twitter and instagram andrew saltmarsh illustration facebook check out tohider on patreon check me out on twitch the salt and you get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Na Passaran is a show about uh, the far right I do on 3CR, 3cr.org.au slash Yeah, Passaran. And if you want to find us online, we're at Hypothopod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're on Patreon, of course, where we do a news show, uh, all of the news and conspiracies every time we record one of these things. And uh, thank you to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks, Tammy. All right. See you later. Cheers, everyone. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry
7. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?